0: Dr. Luis Sandoval is accomplished in the fields of mental health and spiritual warfare, a medical doctor, board certified in neurology, psychiatry, and family medicine. He is also a psychiatrist for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange, Ministry of Healing and Deliverance. Now, Dr. Luis Sandoval. All right, folks, well, welcome to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You are listening to the Dr. Sandoval Show. Um, You know... Good question that's come up lately, why not do magic? Why not perform witchcraft? Why not do these things? Well, let's go ahead and talk about that in today's show, because I think it's important to decide, what side are we on? Let's start here at the top of the noon hour with the angels, like we always do, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same christ our lord amen saint michael the archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil may god rebuke him we humbly pray And do thou prince of the heavenly host by the power of god cast into hell satan and all the evil spirits who prowl around the world seeking the ruin of souls amen in the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen well, folks, interesting topic. Um, I know that if you look at the Internet you know, anytime, really, but recently I've noticed a whole lot of interviews with exorcists and um, thoughts of exorcism and, um, you know, just it's, it's very popular right now uh, to talk about. And I think it's it, it can be a good thing. It can be a good thing because it brings the idea of the occult to light. And the occult never likes to be brought to light. But people can also become obsessed with it, and people can have an unhealthy fascination with exorcism and what's the devil doing. And if you notice, after a while, all the interviews end up being about the same. You know, you talk about um, exorcism, what it really means, uh, the different forms that demons can influence or are allowed to influence, I should say, uh, human beings, what God has permitted and what God has allowed One of the things that concerns me, though, is the obsession people have with focusing on the demonic, the dark side, and things like that. Why? Because recently, uh, you know, different people asked me different questions, and one of them was, hey, Dr. Sandoval, my daughter's really getting into um, magic. And I told uh, this person, I said, hey, You know what i love magic gosh magic tricks and you know it's so fun to do illusions and to you know i'm going to give you a card and what's your card and it's the five of diamonds and uh, you know okay well now look at your card oh it's not you're the five of diamonds anymore those are fun that's fun i love that stuff how'd you get the knot out of the rope um you know pencil went through a piece of paper and then all of a sudden you're able to to seal the hole those are all great Illusions, tricks we call them magic tricks. And so I told this person, I said, Hey, that's cool. Magic's pretty cool. And they said, No, you know, they're getting into um, you know, kind of like just spells and things like that. Is that bad? I mean, it doesn't seem to be that bad. It's in movies and things like that, it's just for fun, right? And so we had to sit down and have a conversation as parents do about well, what do we allow our kids to do? What is okay, what's not okay, and more importantly we're Catholic. So as Catholic parents, what what is okay and what's not okay for our kids? Is it okay for our kids to say, well, I want to do magic and I want to, um, you know, really get into it. And uh, the question would be a few things. Let's take a step back. Well, what kind of magic are you talking about? Are you talking about magic tricks or are you talking about you want a deck of cards and, and do magic tricks or you want a coin and make it disappear and then it appears behind my ear? um that's fine okay but let's define magic no no no. i want to do i want to do magic where if i say certain words or if i cast a spell things can happen okay now we're getting into the question of what are we doing what's going on well it's okay though because see my kid this is the conversation we had see my kid uh they just want to do white magic they're not into that black stuff they're not into the diabolical stuff it's just white magic well, my question was, well, what do you mean by white magic? I think I know what they meant by white magic, but I want to know what they think white magic is or what all these things are. And they said, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, I want this person to fall in love. And so I'm going to do a spell where I mix, you know, I'm going to look through this book and it tells me that if I mix a few things, if I say the right words, then they're going to fall in love. Okay. What about, um, Um, you know, what if all of a sudden I want my parents to do well financially? And I say, gosh, they're struggling a little bit. Maybe they need a little bit of extra money and I'm going to pray. Actually, see now I fall into my my Catholic roots there. I say, I'm going to pray, right? I'm going to pray for my parents. That's what we do as Catholics. But when we get into this world of magic, well, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to pray because that would be depending on God, right? What I'm going to do is uh, if I get into the world of magic is I'm going to say some other words and I'm going to, Because I say these words, this is going to happen. And so this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Uh, And this question has been brought up to me, too. One time I was doing a a conference on witchcraft, and the question was brought up, well, what's wrong with doing white magic? It's the most common question, probably, that I get on on the magic spectrum of things. Um, And I say, my answer is, well, because it's witchcraft. And anytime you're in the world of witchcraft, you're no longer... In the realm of god's will well what are you talking about dr sandal i'm just doing good things why why would that be bad i'm doing this to help people i'm helping people well here's the problem folks with that i sat down with these parents and i was actually one of the parents that i knew and we had a conversation we had a very real conversation about okay well let's take a step back and let's look at what magic is we weren't going to get into the history of magic and when did it start and all those things but for our listeners what i can tell you is Magic's been around since time immemorial. You can go to the Old Testament and find uh, passages on magic and that you should not uh, be involved in magic. And in fact, they say that, you know, anybody who is involved in magic, the penalty should be death, things along those lines. It's pretty intense. They know that it's real. If you go to the New Testament and you actually go to the Acts of the Apostles, there were magicians who, when the apostles came around and taught them uh, the actual um works of christ yeah and they performed actual miracles in the name of christ not in some weird magical way uh in the name of christ they were performing miracles doing things people ended up burning their books they didn't want to have anything they realized that their magic was not coming from a good place and in fact there was a magician who wanted to buy into the priesthood he said i want what you have i want i want you know if i pay you how much can i pay you so that you give me the uh priesthood so that you give me what you have and they said it's not for sale so magic's been around for a long time, but really what is magic? What Is, is there any kind of magic that's okay? Is there any kind of uh, spell that's okay that I can do? We have to look at a few things. If your kids are asking you about magic or about what's going on uh, in that realm of things, you have to understand, one, I would have a sit-down conversation and see what they're talking about. And two, I wouldn't get too scared or emotional about it because let's look at the world that we live in our kids are very much influenced by, you know, the social culture, social media, things along those lines. And one of the big things, I know that people always bring this up at deliverance conferences, well, what about Harry Potter? And what's wrong with Harry Potter? And is Harry Potter diabolical? What's going on there? You know, Harry Potter, it's okay as far as uh, it's a book, uh, stories. Um, The challenging part about Harry Potter is The use of magic as a means of revenge, as a means of getting what I want, as a means of if somebody upsets me, well, then I'm just going to use a spell and get back at them. It lures kids into this uh, thinking that magic is something that can be done on every day versus the way that it's portrayed in different uh, movies, different stories, because then people will come back and say, well, you're saying Harry Potter is bad. I'm not saying Harry Potter is bad i'm saying it's it's okay it's a story but we got to guide children so that they understand no you're not going to start using magic i'm not going to buy you a magic wand so that you can start doing incantations and spells and things like that along those lines if you want to do magic tricks with cards that's fine if you want to learn magic tricks with coins that's fine and we'll leave it at that but people do ask the question well gee dr sandoval you know as Catholics, you guys always love um the lord of the rings great story great epic um story right and you got the three chapters well don't they have a white wizard and a gray wizard and a dark wizard and aren't they using magic and being able to look in their crystal balls and what's the difference with that well why why do i want to play the white wizard there's a very big difference in terms of that was a discipline uh, related to the wizards and it was not being used it was a portrayal of shall we say the spiritual world that you cannot see uh it's very much a portrayal of good versus evil of hey this it was very clear to say who you know this person is the white wizard the gray wizard and they are there to help people and they will only do good and then there was the other side of people doing magic solomon and he uh was going to use it for the for his own gain. and so there was a very clear distinction as to saying using it as a metaphor, using it as a symbol of what is in the um, in the spiritual realm that we understand, where there is a distinction between good and evil. There is a distinction between what's right and what's wrong. If you get into books where there is no distinction, you can use it for yourself, this is where it starts getting into the kids' minds. And they start saying, well, gosh, if I'm not getting what I want, I'm just going to turn it into magic, to witchcraft, and then I'll be a happy camper. I'll be able to... Find my own destiny. But notice, so far we haven't talked about God in our life at all. When we come back from the break, we're going to see why is this a division between choosing do I have God or not? More after the break. All right, well, welcome back to Breaking the Most Powerful Radio. You are listening to the Dr. Sandoval Show. Today, we are talking about what's the difference between, or shall we say, what's so bad about witchcraft? what's so bad about doing a few spells here or there if I need something it's not getting done why not take ownership over my own destiny right and this is what we're told in our world hey if you, if you want something done you got to get it done yourself you have to get in charge of things and you have to you know take a hold of stuff and if this is just one method of me being able to say hey this isn't getting done in my life I think that if I do a spell no problem I'll be able to get it done I'll have my um I'll get the money that I need. I will uh, get the job that I need. I will make sure that, hey, it's all on the up and up. And I was in charge of that. I did that for myself. Well, this is what our kids are exposed to today. And this is what they believe. And this is one of the questions as Catholics that we have to ask ourselves, is this okay? Is this not okay? To what extent is magic okay? The idea of magic, the idea of, um, you know, sorcery, is it okay in stories or not when this conversation came up and you know this came to my mind recently because parents ask you know gosh or we have conversations now that we're back to school you know gosh my kids are really into magic they're really into this is it okay you know or i think it's okay or whatever you know the parents ideas are because we want our kids to be happy we want our kids to be able to uh have satisfying lives but the question is what are we doing so one of the things as parents I say is, one, we need to be aware. Sometimes we get so scared about these things. We don't want to look at them because we don't want it to influence our minds and our lives. And that's absolutely good. I think it's, I think it's probably the best way to go where we say, hey, I don't want to know about any of that stuff because I don't want it to be a part of my life. At the same time, we can't be so shut to the idea that we're ignorant of it in terms of, I'm not saying dabble in it, but in terms of, hey, I need to know what's out there because I need to know what my kid is exposed to what is it you know what what methods are being used to influence my kids minds are their teachers teaching them stuff are their friends doing things where you know they're my kids are exposed to uh some form of witchcraft or something along those lines it's important to know so things where that would go against the first commandment and we're going to get into the first commandment right now in a little bit but things that we need to understand go against following God's will, because now I'm saying I'm going to follow my own will. I'm going to take my own destiny, right? So why is this a problem? Why not let my kid do this? Because all of a sudden there's no God in the picture. Where's God in my life? Where do I say that God is leading my life? You know what? I don't need God, because why would I need God? I can do this. This happens not just in the world of witchcraft it's an interesting parallel if you will you know there's a world of witchcraft or the world of sorcery the world of the occult that a lot of people don't believe in and then there's also that division where we say oh science versus versus religion and do you believe in religion or do you believe in science and it's almost almost like this idea that you can't have both together when the reality of life if you look at history some of the greatest scientists were all catholic Um, but there's this interesting parallel that i see where people do magic and they say, you know what, I'm gonna take charge of things because I want this to happen in my life. So I'm gonna start doing a little bit of magic, dabble, have my, um, take control of my destiny. And then there's also this parallel world where people say, oh, I don't believe in any of that stuff. I'm, I'm gonna study science, which obviously that's what I studied, that's my field. And as a scientist, it's very easy to go down this realm of science and say, oh wow, I don't need God because I'm in charge of my destiny. I understand how the world works and I can manipulate things and I can make, make things. I can mix atoms around and change things around. I can do all these different things and I'm in charge and it's not magic, which it wouldn't be classified as magic, but notice that it's the same mentality. Once I have this understanding of the world where everything's chemical, you know, the way that we react in our brains when we talk to people, it's all chemical. Uh, You know, uh, falling in love, I remember I had a patient one time who came in and he was a very smart physicist, very, very smart and he couldn't understand why his relationships never really panned out he was getting older he'd never gotten married and the way he was explaining it to me he was he had dates he had relationships but he said you know it was almost as if his relationship was part of a textbook and he would tell me well i understand that you know i was dating this person and we were kind of in love and um but <clears throat> i kind of fell out of love with her and that's just the chemistry in my brain didn't react anymore in that direction, and that's okay. It was like he was. I thought, well, so once you start kind of not having emotions for somebody from that moment on, you you end the relationship. He says, well, yeah, because then that tells me that, chemically speaking, I'm no longer compatible with this person. It was very textbook, very very analytical, as though being in a relationship had everything to do with strictly a scientific perspective and had nothing to do with the other person notice he was focused on his own brain and he said if i don't feel a certain way or if i get upset or if i don't like the person anymore then that's it the relationship's over well when we get married our emotions are going to change the way we see our partner is going to change over life we might not have that initial um, infatuation that initial idea of the person when we were dating and you know people say oh i fell out of love i always say when you start falling out of love that's actually when you're probably In love the most, that's when you make a choice to love somebody. That's when you realize, no, we're married and this is the person I married, and now this is my choice. So it's a different perspective. It's an interesting theory, but I notice, you know, witchcraft. I'm going to head in that direction. I'm going to take ownership of my life. I'm a scientist now. Science gives me all the answers. I don't need um, God. In fact, there probably isn't a God because I can understand the world for myself in a different way. They're both very much the idea of, well, it's about me and I'm in control. And now I don't need God in my life. A very very challenging place to be because it goes against the first commandment you will only have one god you know as catholics we believe no regardless of what i do regardless of what science i study which i you know in the world of science is great god created the world and i'm understanding the world of god that's the saving grace of science if you will Where we can look at it and say well where did this come from there had to be a creator somebody had to make these atoms and molecules we don't have that in the realm of witchcraft because in the realm of witchcraft we can start to see things happen and I don't have to attribute it to a creator or anything like that. The idea is, wow, look at what I did because I said these words and I did this and I did that and I have this power. Is that true? No, because well, why not just do that naturally without saying these words or without? why not just will it? Why not just stand there and say, I want this to happen and it happens. Notice something, who does that? Who can say, I want this to happen and it happens? There's only one person who can do that that's god notice that when i start to believe that i say this or i do this and i'm going to make things happen i become my own god in the world of the occult you can say well no i don't worship the devil at all i'm not a satanist at all that's not the case i do my own thing i do my own witchcraft i there's no god in the picture right and so what does this mean what it really means is you're not you're not a satanist you're what's called a luciferian I am my own god, that's what they say. So you start doing witchcraft, and who do I need? What else do I need? I just need me and my little books or or spells or whatever it is I'm going to do. But for parents out there, I want you to be aware that all of a sudden you're going to have your kids exposed to different things. What is witchcraft? What is it that we need to be aware of? Well, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't go to the toy section and buy a Ouija board. I wouldn't go to the toy section or to the playing card session, section of a of a toy store or any store and buy tarot cards. Why? Because all these things lead to that. Tarot cards, uh, I'm sure that most people know or are aware of. We grew up with these things. I didn't have them in my household, but I knew the understanding of it because in the Hispanic world, there's a whole lot of understanding of the spiritual world. We talk about it. We um, deal with uh, the occult and the spiritual world almost as a cultural thing uh, in, in latin america you know it's, it's not uncommon for people to go to church and then right after they go to church they go down the street to a curandero which is like a witch doctor or they go somewhere where they have their cards read as we say and those are the tarot cards and they have their or it'd be the equivalent of uh here in the united states sometimes people go to you go to the fair or something there's a palm reader right a psychic it's the same thing but in the in in the Hispanic world where I grew up here in in the US, very, uh, uh, you know, very Hispanic neighborhood, not very, very common to have all these things, because in our culture, we mix these things. I grew up understanding the occult, knowing of the occult, uh, knowing that it was there and knowing that there's people who have shops who set up shop and they're there to be psychics and they're going to read the cards and they're going to put them out and they're going to tell you, Hey, this is your past, your present, your future. Let's look at where you're coming from. Let's look at what's happening right now. And let's look at what's happening in the future. Well, sometimes people do that for fun, but sometimes people do it for real. And this person will tell you, yeah, I have this knowledge. I have this special gift and I have knowledge of this. And I can tell you, you're not going to date this person in the future. You're not going to marry this person in the future. You're, um, you you will get married, but it's somebody else. And all of a sudden, we start living our lives in that direction instead of you know. And it might it could have been totally different, but all of a sudden that seed is planted in our heads. And this is what's dangerous for our kids because they start to believe, "Hey, I can truly predict the future. I know what's going to happen. I'm in charge of this." What's the problem with that? Where is God in my life? Well, I don't need God anymore because now I have that. Or you go to the store very common, you're going to have the Ouija boards out there in front of you, uh, right there with next to other games, other board games, as though it were, a game. And the reality is, you start asking the Ouija board questions and the the planchette starts to move and give you answers, but who's moving it? Who's in charge of doing that? Who's in charge of, of this magic that's happening? You know, our kids are going to be very impressionable, and they're going to say, no, this is for real, it works. And for a kid, it's almost like a science, if you will. This is where I like the science comparison. It's like a science. If I do this, this happens. Cause and effect, direct observation. If I do this with the cards, uh, with the tarot cards and I predict the future, look at what the card said. Oh my goodness, this totally happened. You know what? I'm gonna play with my Ouija board and it's okay because it's just a game, but I'm gonna ask it questions and it gave me answers that I didn't even know. Now I have this knowledge. This is really, really cool, right? What kid doesn't want knowledge? It's almost like having the answers to the test at that level without an understanding of where does this come from? And that's the scary part because do I truly have that power? Just because I said some words, I made something happen or did I make that planchette move or did I truly predict the future? You know, a lot of people get into horoscopes. I got to read my horoscope. Oh, today's not a good day to take a trip. So i'm going to cancel my trip because no some this horoscope told me that well who am i listening to is that god who told me that who told me that the reality is folks when it comes to all these things i'm not turning to god i'm not turning to heaven so i'm not getting my answers from god in heaven people will tell you well it's the universe it comes from the universe the unit the power of the universe well what's the power of the universe the only real power of the universe is god god is all powerful. If God is all powerful, that means that I'm not all-powerful. There's no other all-powerful. It wouldn't make sense. There's only one all-powerful, and that's God. Any power, any idea that we have comes from God normally. But in these cases, we have to understand the spiritual world. We have to understand what we call the discernment of spirits. Where is this coming from? Where's this knowledge coming from? Is this witchcraft? Is it is it my will or is it God's will? Well, if I'm not praying, if I'm not invoking God then there's there's no god in there where is it coming from i'm just throwing that out there anywhere in the spiritual world we have to understand the rules of the spiritual world though if i do witchcraft and i say i just want to get knowledge from anybody who's willing to give it to me we've opened some doors we've opened some doors to a realm that's dangerous that's dark and that can be very very hard to get out of once we get in there because now we're opening the door to say, I don't even care if a demon comes and gives me answers. I just want the answers. Well, that's a big problem. When we come back from the break. We're going to talk about why would a kid even do this at this point? Why wouldn't they understand the difference? We're going to, have to talk about that as parents. All right, folks. Well, welcome back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. You're listening to the Doctor Sandoval Show. Today we're talking about witchcraft versus God's will. does that even make sense is is that even uh um why would we even compare those two because the reality is once we turn to witchcraft to the occult uh we're no longer in that realm of i'm going towards heaven what is it that we're doing i'm I'm no longer saying well I'm, i'm gonna pray for you i need something in my life i'm gonna ask god to please direct my life in that way what we understand as catholics is that our life is God, or why did God give us life? Actually, let's back up a little bit there. Why do we even exist to know Him, to love Him, and to serve Him in heaven? What part of I'm going to take charge of my own life and not include God in it has anything to do with knowing God, loving God, and serving Him in heaven? It doesn't. It really doesn't. God gave us free will, God gave us choice, but God gave us the choice to choose Him and the free will to choose Him. And people say, well, that's kind of a trick. Well, not really if you think about what our end is. Our end is to be happy, and our end is to be God's children in heaven together, part of God's family. It's kind of like as a parent. This is why I like having conversations with parents, conversations with the families, conversations about what does it mean to be Catholic and what is our role as Catholic parents. One of the big things is, what do I want for my children? When I set up rules for my children, I tell them, no, of course I want you to be happy. I want you to have the best. I want you to be smart. I want you to go to a good school. I want you to have great clothes. I want you to enjoy time. But there's certain rules that you, there's things you can't do. I need you as a young child to follow what I'm telling you. You need to to uh obey me. Isn't that what we say as parents? You need to obey me. I'm telling you, don't run into the street, you're gonna hurt yourself. No, I'm asking you to follow what I'm telling you because I'm looking out for your happiness. So my will is your happiness. So your will should be your happiness, but I'm guiding you because I can see things differently. As a parent to a child, I'm going to say, hey, you run out into that street. You're going to get hurt really badly. It's not going to be pretty. You might die. The kid's like, well, I just want to run. I don't care. I just want to run. I don't care what direction I'm running in. That's kind of the same thing where all of a sudden we start going to witchcraft. Well, I'm not going to listen to you, God. You're telling me to not run out into the street. You're not. You're telling me not to do this or that, but I'm just going to run over there because it looks like fun. And God's saying, no, you're going to get hurt. I'm gonna i made you so that you could be happy in heaven not so that you could be hurt on earth or in hell and th- that's the biggest thing about well why not do witchcraft you're running out into the street is what you're doing you're running out to the freeway because i just want it to sounds. it seems like fun why not i just want to do that i want to you know do my own thing i want to have my own identity and that's really what it comes down to when i talk to parents and say What's going on with our children? Why would they turn to witchcraft? How am I going to tell them differently? No, this isn't what I want you to do, or it's not going to be good for you. Trust me, our Catholic faith tells us to focus on God, because if you're doing witchcraft, you're just kind of running out into the street. You're You're going to get out there, and you're going to end up hurting yourself. Why is that? Because you're in this realm of the spiritual world that's dark, that's scary, and we have no control over because we've gone out of the protection from God. So, if you ever listen to Exorcist speaking or Father Ripper speaking, or if you listen to the War College here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio, you understand that authority is a very, very big deal. If you start to go into the realm of witchcraft, God's going to say, I can't follow you there. There's a part of this dark realm that I'm not a part of directly. Yeah, I'm still in charge of it. I'm still God. And I'm going to, I'm going to be able to save you when you come back to me. But if you're going to go in that direction, there's other rules there. There's, you got to remember demons are very legalistic. The dark world is very legalistic. They're going to say, Hey, this person has free will. They want to come to me. Why would a kid move in that direction? What's this influence? What is society trying to do to children and why are they bringing them into that realm? because the reality is one hells after the kids of course get them young get their minds get get their mind off of god get their mind on their evil on what's evil but make it look good you're in charge of your own destiny in today's society the biggest thing that i see that kids are craving is a sense of identity i don't know if you ever remember back in the day people sometimes would go around and say oh, I'm, I'm i'm trying to find myself I'm gonna take a year and travel and find myself. I'm gonna take some time to find myself. What does it mean to find yourself? What it really means more than anything else is, I wanna figure out what I wanna do in my life, but I don't have a sense of identity. I don't know who I am. That's pretty sad, it's a sad place to be. If you get to a certain age in your teenage years in your adult life, and there are some adults who say, I still don't know who I am, I'm trying to find myself. There's a lack of identity there. And society's ready to give you an identity. Society is right. Pick a label. Well, I am this or I am that. I've decided I'm this and I have this label and I'm going to give myself my own identity. Well, it's kind of the same thing with witchcraft with magic. A lot of times it's just something cool to say, I'm part of a group, I'm part of a club. Guess what? Uh, there's other kids in my school who are Wiccan. You might hear the name Wiccan, which is another way of saying witchcraft, is saying paganism, um, anything that involves worshiping something other than God. Sometimes Wiccans will tell you, well, no, you see, I worship the earth and I'm all about the trees and nature and things along those lines. Yeah, but again, my question is, well, what does it have to do with Jesus Christ? What does it have to do with God? People are free to choose whatever they want, but if we're going to save our children, if we're going to put our kids in the path of salvation, we have to teach them, hey, you have to follow God's will, not your own. And then when we have that conversation, That's where the conversation about identity starts. It starts with, well, why do I have to follow God's will? Well, let me tell you who you are. Let me tell you why you were created. And let me tell you why we're Catholic and why we follow this faith. This is where we start with the identity. If I have the identity as a Catholic, if I I start growing up realizing, oh, this is who I am. This is why I go to this school. This is why we go to church. This is why we read the Bible. My end goal is to make it to heaven. There will be a time where I will die and I will have to give account for my life. Hmm, what did I do with my life? Oh, I decided to follow witchcraft and to not pay attention to God. Or when it's time for me to go before the throne of God to be able to say, yes, God, I tried the best I could to follow your rules, to love you the best I could. And I, would, I wasn't always perfect, I fell short, but I'm here to say, I'm sorry about that. I rely on your mercy. I just want to be with you, and I want to get rid of all these other things that stand in the way. One of those things that's going to stand in the way is any sins we've committed, and especially any sins against the first commandment, because we're going to get there, and are we going to be able to be in a position where we say, yes, I know God, I know who you are, and I want to be with you. How do we know that as a kid? Well, the most important thing is to say, I'm not going to follow my own will. I need to follow God's will. But are we teaching our children that? Well, Dad, why is it important to pray? Because, honey, God is everything to us. God is the one who's guiding our lives, not us. You know what? If we need something, we need to, think, we need to pray and ask God for it. If we don't have something, we need to thank God that we don't have that because I have to have so much faith that I believe that God is going to give me what I need when I need it. Do we have that level of faith? Well, am I also asking God and praying to God to please guide my life? And to give me the graces that i need to lead a good life this is great catholic psychology because this is where we start to divert from god when we start to lose hope in god were we taught how to hope in god Were we taught how to pray to god Were we taught how to uh truly believe that god is guiding our lives it's a question we have to ask ourselves you know we were, we were all probably taught at different levels but then what do i want for my kids at what level Do I want them to have faith in God? If I don't do this as a kid, for the time that they're little kids, it's gonna be a little bit harder when they're adults. What I usually tell parents though is, and I usually say this to dads more than anything else. A lot of times as dads, we forget. We have to man up and we have to say, this is my faith and this is what I need to take seriously. And guess what? It might be hard, but I'm gonna turn off that football game and I'm gonna go to church. And I'm gonna tell my family, hey guys, we all have to get ready. We're going to church at this time. Believe it or not, your family will listen. Oh, God said we're going to church. Mom and dad say we're going to church. Yeah, we're going to go to church. In today's day and age, you know, the idea of the dad being the head of the family, not always popular because there's this idea that, you know, the man is an ogre or he's going to try to take over the family or anything along the lines. I always talk to my fellow uh, Catholic parents, my fellow Catholic dads and say, I don't care what society says. God's going to tell you you were in charge of that family. What did you do to bring that family closer to god did you set that example believe it when believe it believe when i tell you as soon as dad says something it can happen it can happen for the good or for the bad and this is where we have to take our fatherhood very very seriously if i'm the head of the family and i'm supposed to lead this family to god then i better be in charge and in the sense that i say hey guys this is what we need to do this weekend you know we gotta what time are we gonna go to mass this weekend we gotta start planning ahead Am I making that plan so that we can follow God's will and not my own? You know, it's not, and family might complain, they might say, I don't like going to church, or this or that, well, you know, it's not an option. We gotta go. Why do we have to go? Because we need to worship God. Because this is truly our end. We are not our own gods. God is in charge. That's really what we're saying when we're going to church, is saying, I recognize that God is in charge. It's the first commandment. I am here to do your will, God. And that's what we need to teach our children. When was the last time we told our children, hey, if you feel like you don't have an identity, you're not sure what's going on in your life, when was the last time that we stopped and we prayed? And just like Samuel in the Old Testament said, here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. In fact, if I've been trying to do it my way and it just doesn't work, you know, my life's gone into tatters and I just don't know what's going on anymore and I feel nothing but fear and I feel desolate, I'm here to do your will, God, because I can't do it on my own. Tell me what you need me to do. If we start having choices to make in our life, we have to ask ourselves Am I making it in a way that I am moving closer to heaven and closer to God? It's not always easy to make that decision, but, or to even know how to do that, but we have to get into the discernment of spirits. And we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show. We're probably going to have to do a whole other show on what that means. But the reality is, I'm going to have choices to make how do I know what the right choice is? Is there only one right choice? Well, the reality is this. The short of it is, no, there's not one right choice. I'm going to have choices to make and they can all be equally good. The question is, how do I know which one is God's will for me? One of the things that we St. Augustine used to say, love God and do what you will. Notice that the difference is, it's not just do what you will, you have to love God first. Once you put the love of God first, then All I'm gonna wanna do is God's will. And when God's gonna turn to me and God's gonna say, then do what you want. And then I'm gonna turn back to God and say, no, I'm gonna do what you want. And that's the true relationship we're gonna have. But it has to start with me taking a step back and saying, you know what? I'm not in charge, God's in charge. I'm gonna let God guide my life. I'm gonna let God's will be number one. More after the break. All right, folks, well, welcome back to the Dr. Sandoval Show here on Virgin Powerful Radio. Today we're talking about what is the big deal with witchcraft? What is the big deal with, you know, letting our kids start to play with things that, you know, nah, it's just for fun. Um, what if I just get them a Ouija board? No big deal. What if they have tarot cards? No big deal. What if they, um, you know, let's read our horoscopes and see what we're supposed to do today in our lives. The biggest challenge with all that is that it truly, truly opens doors to the dark realm of the spiritual world. And now, all of a sudden, we're going to be influenced by um, dark spirits, by things that are not going to be good in our lives. There's just going to be darkness in our lives. And we open our kids up to, you know, we worry about demonic possession, demonic obsessions, oppressions, and that's really what it comes down to. We open that door, we open that crack, and all of a sudden we don't know what's going on. So as we're talking about this, why don't we go ahead and say a prayer to St. Michael like we normally do. Um, Whenever we want to evacuate negative thoughts, especially if anybody's been listening or feels like they're being influenced in any way, this is a prayer for anybody out there who uh, wants to cleanse themselves of anything dark and start to follow God's will. We start with a prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl around the world, seeking the ruin of souls, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So we pray to an angel, we pray to St. Michael, what does that mean? St. Michael our God? No. St. Michael is somebody we turn to because St. Michael was the one who stood up to Lucifer when it was the fall of the angels, when a third of the angels fell from heaven and decided to rebel against God. That's where St. Michael came in and said, who but God? St. Michael leads the army of angels against the forces of evil. My question is, have we told this story to our children? Have we sat down and given them their right? Because we have a right, once we're baptized, we have a right to be Catholic. We have a right to Holy Communion when we're in a state of grace. We have a right to know our story. Have we instructed our children to say, this is what your Catholic identity is. Your Catholic identity is not to dabble in the occult, but to follow God's will. And God has set up a whole world to help us out. God has helped set up a whole world as we are on this earth, after the fall of Adam and Eve, we're not in paradise yet. We're born with the stain of original sin. When we get baptized, it's gone. But of course, we're not perfect. And in God's mercy, he's able to forgive us after we fall into sin. But do we understand who our heavenly family is? Do we understand who's rooting for us? Do we tell our children who are desperately seeking an identity, hey, listen, you've got a guardian angel. Why would God give you a guardian angel if you were not important? And your guardian angels, not these little cherubs, these little um, cutesy little baby angels. I think the angels would probably be insulted by looking at that. That's not what angels are. You know, sometimes people draw these angels as little babies who are looking over us, almost like these little cute pets, if you will, with, you know, tiny wings. And that's not what angels are. Angels are a whole different species. Angels, in fact, each angel is its own species. The office is angel. The job is angel, which means messenger. But God created these messengers from heaven. To come and help us out. And in fact, one of them is in charge of you. God thinks you're so important. This is your identity as a Catholic. God thinks you're so important that He sent you a spiritual guard from heaven to start off with. Secondly, God thinks you're so important. He wants to, to get to heaven. He's giving you graces, He's giving you the option of graces. And Our Lady is the person who distributes all the graces. He put her in charge. Have you prayed the rosary? Have you asked Our Lady for help? Have you understood the mission that Our Lady has? We gotta think about that. When was the last time we taught the rosary and really the meaning of the rosary to our children, or sat down and looked at the promises of the rosary and told our child, hey, listen, this is what you got to understand. If you go into the world of witchcraft, you go into you might see things happen. Absolutely. Things are gonna be happening. You might see things change, and it might be really fun at first. What's gonna happen down the road? Is it always gonna be fun? No, here's what I guarantee you is gonna happen. You're gonna start off with doing what you think is fun, magic helping people out thinking that you got this kind of power but really that power is not coming from you because without you without saying these things or invoking something or opening your heart to this is is this happening otherwise so it's not coming from you you have to do something for it to happen otherwise it's like me saying yeah i'm going to make fire no i can't make fire i can produce a fire from the elements that god has provided for me yes you can rub two pieces of wood together the friction between that wood made that fire. I didn't make the fire. If something else created that friction, then the fire would have happened. If somebody else is creating friction with that wood, the fire is going to happen without me even doing it. So I don't own the fire. I don't have this power where I can create the fire. God gave me the ability to use what's around to create this fire. It's the same thing with magic. A lot of times people get into this idea of, oh, now I have the power to do this for you. No. No. You're just rubbing the two sticks together. Anybody else can do it, but where is that coming from? Who decided that rubbing those two sticks together can cause this fire? God decided that. I didn't decide that. I'm using God's tools. If I start going into the world of witchcraft, magic, tarot cards, horoscopes, are those God's tools? No, those are not God's tools. Those are, because I'm not looking to say, God, what do you have planned for my life? When before a Ouija board session or or tarot card reading session, does anybody say, we should pray the rosary so we understand what God is telling me through these tarot cards? It wouldn't even jive. It doesn't even make sense, right? Because you would say, well, I've already prayed the rosary. That's all I need because I already asked God. I don't need anything beyond that. Why would I need the Ouija board at that point? Why would I need tarot cards at that point? No, if I'm doing this, if I'm going to go in that realm, then I'm getting away from God. I'm saying, I'm going to follow my will and I'm not going to be doing God's will. Well, the reality is at that point, though, where's this power coming from, though? I just said I didn't create that power. I didn't do anything. It's going to be coming from dark entities. And I think that I'm doing my will, but the reality is at that point, I'm going to be doing the will of the dark side. I'm not going to be following. There's no my will. I have the will to choose God or not choose God. And if I don't choose God, I'm opening up my life to whatever's coming my way. I'm gonna be sad, I'm gonna be depressed, I'm gonna be desolate. I'm not gonna know what direction to move in life, I'm not gonna know what choices to make in life, I'm not gonna know what to do with a career, I'm not gonna know what to do with a job, I'm not gonna know what to do um, in terms of what direction my life should go in. One of the problems with witchcraft is that we start heading down that road, if our children start heading down that road, how do we get them back? Because all of a sudden they're in a dark place and, oh, mom, dad, weird things are happening. And I heard a voice and I saw a dark shadow in my room or, you know, the light keeps going on and off and it can get to that point. It can. I don't like to sensationalize that. I don't like to get into that realm because I think that as parents, our main responsibility is to say, look, I need to help you out to let you know who you are as a Catholic, because there's going to be hard choices to make down the road. And I want you to follow God's will, because at the end of the day, that's all that's going to matter. Did I follow God's will as best I could or not? How do I decide what God's will is though? How do I know what God's will in my life is? That's an interesting topic and our next show, I promise, will be on discernment of spirits. So once we get into the spiritual realm, because we're a part of it, we say, well, I don't wanna go to the dark side of the spiritual realm, how do I even navigate the good side of the spiritual realm? How do I navigate, how do I get in touch with God? What's gonna happen when I do that? what's going to happen when I pray? What should I look for? I want to see something happen. I want to see an effect. A lot of times people will say, well, you got to be patient or you never know, you know, you're going to plant the seed and you might not always see the fruit or the flower that comes from it. And this is all true. At the same time, God is not there to trick us. God is going to say, hey, I do want you to see it. You got to know how to find it. I want you to see the the change that's going to happen when you pray. I want you to see what's going to happen when you come to me. I want you to see how there's going to be positivity in your, your life. You just have to know what you're looking for. You got to know what, um, how to find it and what it means. It's going to be different than an immediate windfall of cash or an immediate um, sense that you're going to get that promotion right away. It doesn't always happen that way with God. We have to have a different level of trust. How do you know what's going to happen? The Sermon of Spirits, it's a big deal because once we have these choices before us, I can say, no, 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 I need to know what's going to happen. I'm going to turn to witchcraft so that I get the answer right away and satisfy myself. Or I'm going to leave it up to God, but I do want to see some answers though, because God's not going to leave me hanging either. It'd be like as a parent, if I told my kids, yeah, you're going to get something fun this weekend, but they don't know what it is. Eventually they're going to want to see it. They're going to want to see what happens. And if I just keep saying that and never produce, they're going to say, I don't trust you. God produces all the time. The question is, are we able to see it? with the eyes of faith. This is where I think a lot of people fall into depression. A lot of people fall into anxiety. A lot of people fall into a lot of mental health issues because we're taught in society that we need to have immediate gratification. I've got my credit card. I want it right now. Um, You know, I need this to happen right now. I need to know the answer right now. This is why we turn to all these things. And society tells you, have you want it right now? Why not? You know, we have delivery services where we're going to get something to your door within the hour. We're getting to the point where it's like why can't i just produce it in front of me right now we have lost that sense of of awe that sense of patience that sense that if i wait god is going to be working in my life what does that look like what does it mean it doesn't always feel good because we do have to conquer ourselves and we have to conquer our own impatience but we have to understand how do i know that i'm moving in the right path what does that feel like? What does that look like? How do I discern these spirits? We're going to have a whole conversation about that. St. Ignatius of Loyola um, did a whole study on that, you know, in the spiritual exercises and the discernment of spirits. We have to ask ourselves, he's going to teach us, what does it look like? What's a desolation? What's a consolation? How do I know that if I take this job, it's something that I feel God wills for my life and that I want for my life and I'm headed closer to God versus what if I take this job and I feel like I'm getting further away from God? It's not a good feeling. We need to, we need to use that in our lives. But more importantly, once we learn that, we need to teach our children about that. This is where down the road we want to say, I want the Catholic Church. Why is the Catholic Church in such a poor state? Why is it that? I go to church and these priests you know gosh they're preaching things that are not part of the faith and i don't understand that i know what the deposit of the faith is why is it that if i listen to bishop strickland i feel really good you know i listen to the to the terry Hour uh, with bishop strickland and he's teaching me just some of the basic tenets of the faith do we as parents do that did we teach that to our children these priests who we feel like man they're not teaching the right things of the faith were they taught were they given the deposit of the faith that's what we need to do for our children. How do we get our children to turn away from what looks like an immediate reward from the occult, from uh, the dark side? How do we get them to turn away from sin and realize, hey, the path to light, the path to following God's will is really, you know, understanding that it's not up to me. It's up to God. And I have to pray, hope, and not worry, as Padre Pio used to say. I'm not going to rely on witchcraft. I'm not going to rely on the occult. I'm going to rely on God, and I'm going to believe that he truly has what is best in my heart, uh, in his heart, what's best for me, that he truly knows what's going to be best for me, and I'm going to be patient with that, and I'm going to work with God. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. Next week, we're going to talk about the discernment of spirits, the 14 rules of St. Ignatius on discernment of spirits, and how once we learn that, we're going to teach it to our children, and they're never going to go astray. And until then, this is Dr. Sandoval saying, let's keep it Catholic.